0: You are and we thank you so much for doing so. Well we haven't caught up for Janie for a couple of months and it's always lovely to have her here and uh, we say good
1: morning Janie. Welcome back. Good morning, Roy. I've just realised you're absolutely correct. And is it, you know did I do something wrong the no, last time I was here? No, we've got to make here? this happen like, more often. Like, yeah, you know, why? I had to wait so long
0: for the invitation. Oh no, no, we'll uh, make it more regular. If, but you're a hard lady. You're a busy lady. You've got everything happening all the time. But sometimes it's hard to get that date on the uh, on the
1: contract. Oh, I tell you what, I like the way you put that. Thank you very much. Good morning to you and all your fabulous uh, yeah. listeners. It's great to be back.
0: Yes, now you're topic this morning is going to touch a couple of nerves it's a very important topic and uh, domestic violence we know where it's at it's not good in a good space at the moment and i hate the thought of domestic violence and uh, it doesn't seem to be getting much better does it
1: no look it doesn't and i think that we sort of touched on it last time you and i were chatting in regards to the fact that covid was a covid was sort of like an enlightening um, period in in our community where um, domestic violence, which we know is unfortunately alive and well, um, was brought to the surface in a lot more places as a result of COVID. And I think that the the area that concerns me right now here in South Australia is. Uh, you and your listeners may or may not be aware of uh, the fact that um, recently the South Australian government announced that they were changing the way that they redirected their annual funding for yeah. domestic violence, women and children's shelters, and homelessness. Uh, homelessness here in South Australia. Um, you know, many of us are familiar with Hut Street. Yes. Fantastic organisation, brilliant services and facility, Catherine House, uh, which has been serving the community, the the women and and children in domestic violence for over 30 years, doing an incredible job, Um, and and other uh, facilities like that. And what the South Australian government did uh, was they put out a tender. They decided that they were going to create new models of how funding was distributed and how the services were offered. And essentially what they've done is they've created two, um, uh, uh, two divisions. So they've got the southern... Division and the Northern Division, and uh, they put out a tender for all of the uh, organisations that support, uh, support and provide services and, and products and and um, shelter for homelessness and domestic violence, women and children services, um, and mental health uh, as well and uh, And from that tender, they determined um, who would who who would be in each of these alliances. they're called alliances, so there's the Southern Alliance, I was trying to think of the name of uh, of what they've called it Southern Alliance and the northern Alliance and the the tenders that that won would be put in both those areas yeah. and the purpose of those alliances, the southern and northern, is that then they would be given all the funds. And then they would be responsible for distribution of where that money goes and and how it would serve the community. And in that process, when the alliances were, Southern and Northern alliances were announced, who was in those and what have you, um, organisations like Hut Street and Catherine House missed out. Wow. And... What that means now uh, for the community, if if uh, your listeners aren't familiar with it, is that what that means is that, uh, if I can give an example, Catherine House that, and Hut Street, that means now that $1.2 million that they get each year to run their emergency beds, their mental health services, their support and their, um, uh, you know, the, the tools that they are required as well as tangible uh, things for um, uh, women and children and men, homeless men, hut Street Centre, um, is gone. So they have to find that funding from somewhere else. Yeah. Now, before they always had to find the top-up that they needed for their operating costs every year, but now they've got to find the whole lot um and what it also has meant is that um traditionally and we we'll know this is that a lot of people that um uh, are in domestic violence situations or homeless situations or what have you they go into the city because they know number one it's sort of like it's created a safety area but they also know that they can go knock on the door at um Hut Street center for mm. instance right mm. Well, now with these new alliances, there's no that, – that means that anybody um, that is seeking that support and they, that they want that direction, they've got to go – they're going to have to go north – or south. Uh, It's quite a complicated and complex new situation but I think it's very important that our community knows about it and actually um, I would encourage your listeners to um, uh, go and do some research and find out exactly what's going on here because um, what we need to do as a community is uh, organisations like Hutt Street and um, and Catherine house they need our support more than ever and I know I'm very much aware because you know I work in the space of not-for-profit uh, as well I'm very passionate about that space I know that the the um, uh, the need for the the uh, uh, charity dollar is is stretched, you know. I know that everybody economically has, you know, we're all in we're all in a stretched position, but I would encourage your listeners to reach out to Catherine House and Hut Street, for instance, and see if there's anything that you can do or how you can support them in this trying time because they are now in a critical position, mm. um, and it's concerning.
0: That sounds a bit odd to me, uh, Janie. Like this Northern Hub. Wouldn't they supply money to Catherine House because they were part of the the original? It sounds sounds like they should.
1: Yeah, I, look, and and it's a great question, and it's a question that I actually put to one of the organisations that was um, they are in the north and the southern. Alliance. I was at an event recently which they held, and I actually asked their key personnel that exact question. Um, They didn't give me an answer. They, uh, other than to say, um, "Well, those organisations will have to come and apply." Oh, dear. Um, And didn't want to discuss it. So, you know, I didn't want to get into it. Um, But it is a great question, and I think it's a question that your listeners should be asking the government
0: uh, as
1: well. Uh, Michelle Linsky, uh, MP, I mean, let's ask her. Has this been finalised,
0: done, dusted, or is it open for Mm
1: -hmm. still negotiation? Well, my understanding is it's done and dusted, although I have heard some of my um, secret squirrels that I call them, <laughs> um, they're trying very hard behind the scenes to uh. see if there can be some sort of uh, some sort of way forward with the South Australian government. But, you know, I would really hope that that would happen. Mm. But I think uh, – uh, I don't know why the South Australian government did this. They've given the full responsibility yeah. over to two basically alliances that – sods out everybody else I don't know why they did it Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think there was enough consultation with the community Mm -hmm. and I think the community needs to start making some phone calls and but as I said before reach out to those organisations oh. that have been affected because they need you now. E-
0: exactly right. And with winter coming along, we, we I played a cart this morning with the Salvation Army, their winter appeal, and the Vinnies would be the same. Uh, they're launching
1: their winter appeals now, mm. and it's
0: important that we do
1: support them. Can yeah. I give a shout-out to Vinnies? I, like, now... <laughs> Some of your listeners who are regular listeners have heard me over the years that I call Target target, right? Target, yep. right. And I call K <laughs> Kmart ke, kema, right? Well, I have to. Okay, I've got to find right. I've been um, I've been getting into that mode, and I bet so many of your listeners have been as well. I know we're off topic, but I'm really passionate about this. Right? Um, <laughs> is that you know? Let's go with the flow, guys. Um, <laughs> so. Um, I'm really getting into this, let's not go out and buy new things. Let's, you know, sort of upcycle or recycle or, or whatever. And so I'm doing that with my clothes because, you know, I think I'm a bit of a fashionista and, uh, in my mind. Um, and, uh, and, I've you know, I went out to buy an outfit to go to an event and I went to all of the department stores, couldn't find anything that I thought was right. And a friend of mine said, hey you should just why don't you just op go shop. to op shops right mm-hmm. and I
0: went't nah, sound like Janie to go no on,
1: well that. let me tell you have you been to Vincenzo's <laughs> where's Vincenzo Vincenzo's Roy <laughs> I'm glad you asked me I have discovered Vincenzo's there are franchises yeah, everywhere yeah. the blue and white logo yeah. Vinnie's. Yeah. I call Vincenzo's. Vincenzo. I found one down. Oh, no, I'm not going to tell your listeners where it is because you'll go back. there, right? But I, my local one, I have found. I went there. I bought. They had brand new shoes. These brand new shoes were absolutely to live for. Really? They, um, they were like they were like the 1950s style with little bow, black ones. Five dollars. Wow! Beautiful brand new dress, black and go, uh, black and green, um, dress. $8, yeah. and a bag that looked like it hadn't been used, but a beautiful black um, leather bag with um, some gold trimming on it. whole whole outfit cost me $19.50. Yeah. I told them to keep the change out of the $20, by the way. <laughs> uh, but That's I have right. to say, encourage everybody, yeah. go to Vincenzo, your local Vincenzo's. You're supporting the community, and you will also be be um, preventing landfill from all of this fast fashion throwaway.
0: And I was only watching the news last night the Channel 7 news and that that a topic came up about people buying at up shops now and it's becoming a, a more increasing trend. So there you go. We we are already ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve. Oh. So that's a yeah
1: uh, that's there fantastic. Is
0: a, there is a bargain to be found. There and, is. And uh, that's a good way to do it. Now, what about, uh, what do you think, how are we going with this COVID thing, uh, Janie? <laughs>
1: uh, hmm, controversial do. Uh, let's talk about quarantine centres, shall yeah, we? Yeah, qu- quick one. Quick one. Okay, here's my quick one. Um, purpose-built quarantine centre. Uh, my argument is this, that uh, COVID's around. Yes. We all know that. We're looking at what's happening in Victoria right now. Um, i don't agree with many hotels and the reason that i don't is the obvious of the air conditioning aspect we go that we know that it's been proven we get it right many hotels in the center of cbd i strongly believe that they are a big negative effector to the state's economy and one of the reasons that i do is i've got lots of friends that, that since restrictions went you know before christmas and all that sort of thing started coming wanting to come to south australia for holidays Every one of them have flown in and not come to the CBD to stay overnight before they go somewhere else because of this fear that they have in their head that if they stay at a hotel in the CBD, it might be one that had um, quarantined people people from overseas Mm. and they still might get. Covid. I know it sounds crazy, but but hear me on the fact that. Please hear me on the fact that I believe that that affects our economy. I I strongly feel because South Australia is in such a great space, Mm -hmm. um, as far as Covid is concerned, that we generally look at a purpose built facility outside of the CBD renew the CBD hotels. And then because we're putting this great push on tourism for SA, then that allows the hotels to get back to doing what they did before. And that is uh, receiving, servicing and and supporting um, tourists coming into the CBD because CBD businesses are missing out. Now, to finish on that one, the question, of course, is, well, who's going to pay? Money, money. Yes. Now, I would refer everybody back to several months ago when this uh, question came up in the first place. If my memory serves me correctly, and I will do a fact check on it, I'm sure your listeners will as well, I think it was Peregrine, Shahin yeah. family, uh, and there was one other. I'm not sure. I think it's Scott Transport. I will double check that and get back to you. But they did... Co- they did come to the government and say, hey, we'll build with an airport. Wow. With an airport down at a Murray Bridge so that you can fly them in. There they are, like we've got up at Howard Springs. Yes. Um, And then... You know, move move on after fourteen days. Now, some people will say, "Yeah, but what happens after COVID?" You know, Janie, like you've yeah. got that. Well, if it was built down there, and the sh- and the Peregrine uh, Shah and family are doing a great job with the bend yes. down there, that's only going to get bigger and better. Exactly. You could certainly convert that whole that yeah. uh, the 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 quarantine center if they if they did it and they would do it right. You could convert that into holiday stays for, and and hey, put the. F- um clips of 500 down there i mean there is always a way always ways. but i think we're being i think we're being negatively affected in adelaide for business Mm. because we have many hotels in the city it's my personal opinion Mm. and you know i'm happy to debate that makes
0: sense to me Uh, janie i think if someone's willing to put their hand up and uh, finance this whole thing well Let's do it. Happy but uh, days. but I mean if the government have to keep digging into their pockets it's just it's a never ending bill that's going to have to be paid isn't it?
1: Well, I don't know. 700 million dollar sports stadium in the CBD or a quarantine facility just out with an airport that means that our CBD could light up again with tourism. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd be gone for the quarantine that centre. That
0: could work, could work. Say, um, <laughs> Just saying. Uh, you're, you're a good good lady. Now, if someone wants to get on to t- Janie Morris, what do they need to do? Get onto your Facebook page? Uh,
1: ah, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I have, of course, my website, JanieMorris.com. I invite everybody. And by the way, because this month I am celebrating nine-year life yes, anniversary. I saw
0: that on Facebook. Thank you. Nine years. Nine yeah. years since they Beautiful. gave me two
1: months to live. So yeah. if your listeners would like to get a free copy of my book that I wrote right, in regards right. to that. They can go to JanieMorris.com and you'll see the links there. Just click onto there and you can get my book. Uh, that's my gift oh, that's to lovely. celebrate. And, of course, my company, Shiro's Unlimited, uh, the Shiro'sUnlimited.com website. That's specifically for women over 50. So if you're a woman yeah. over 50, go over there and check out what yeah. goodies we have for well, you. Well,
0: you've got a good Facebook page. You've got always got something... Important and entertaining to tell us, Janie. And I thank you so much for popping in. And we'll look forward to doing it again. It's great to be back. And thank nice you. To be back. And you're looking good too. So are you. Nine, nine years. That's lovely, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, nine years. How okay. about that? Well, I've had about five years, so I've got a way to catch up to you. Mm. But, but they gave you two months to live. They gave me two
1: months to live. Yeah. But you are a picture of health, my friend. <laughs> well, let's keep doing it, Janie. We will. All the best. Bye for now.
0: All.